I'm back. Hey, everybody. Uh, happy late Mother's Day to all of the mothers out there. And uh, single dads will throw out a happy Mother's Day to you as well. You guys kind of kind of mom sometimes. Um, so this week we have a super special guest, Cam, who's the host of uh, Get to Know Siloam, um, which is a cool like television version of going around and kind of meeting different business owners in the area and getting to know their story. Uh, it's not wildly dissimilar from this show, except it's way shorter and uh, much funnier. And Cam looks better than we do, which is why he's on TV and I do a podcast. Um, but I met him a couple weeks ago at the Dogwood Festival. Super great guy. And this is a relatively new idea. And so the story and the inspiring thing here to me was uh, how you go from the inception of an idea to the reality of something. And uh, I think... You know, once you overcome that hurdle, like the next, the next barrier becomes a little bit easier. And so, Cam and I just sat down and kind of chatted about how this came to be and what his future plans are, and some other um, interesting tidbits about Cam's past and hobbies. Um, so, anyway, give us a follow on Instagram at LWID Project, or you can support us for as little a dollar as a dollar a month at a uh, patreon.com forward slash look what I did. And that is the money that keeps us on the air, pays the bills. So deeply appreciate all of our patrons there. Um, and hope that you join, join the group special content. If you do, uh, without further ado, Mr. Cam enjoy. Oh, wow. How was that? Roll like... Like I didn't fall? <laughs> like not rollerblading, roller skating. Roller skating, yeah. Okay. Is rollerblading cooler? Like, I feel like You're, that's cooler, but like, like, I think if I wanted to go in a rink, I want to do the, the skate. Like, that's kind of... I don't know. I just figured it was less ankle yeah, required for... Right? Like, yeah. I've got four wheels spread out in like a... a line. You know, I could, yeah, yeah, a line seems like very wobbly, but... Uh, I didn't fall. Well, that's good. Yeah. Um, it also took me like half an hour to get around the outside of the rink. But, so, you know, I didn't fall. So and where do you even skate? Only at, There's Starlight. Starlight. It's oh, in, got, yeah. Like, remember that. Yeah. 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 That's so, old school. Um, if you go old school enough in that building, it's a totally <laughs> different building. Still trying to accomplish the same purpose, I think, based on my... Uh, <laughs> Did you do the... Do you know what uh, was the, there the before? Mm-mm. Um, what was it? Curry's video, which oh, was wow. for adults. Oh, nice! It's so every time I'm in there, I'm the like, whole you know what this thing? used to be? At least like half of it. I don't know if the whole thing was, but yeah, <laughs> like anytime I'm in there, I'm just like, this used to be this hmm. other thing that was not for kids. Okay, that was definitely not what I was thinking of. That I mean, that's what was there. I don't know, like what was in the other half of the building, but yeah, there's. Nice. Yeah. So I did that. I was thinking Starlight was had been there for a long time. Maybe I'm thinking of the one in Springdale. Starlight has been there for a long time, but I mean, like, I'm trying to think of. But it has a record. Early 2000s. It was still. It's like it's like Tim Allen. You yes. Know, there was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Have you ever read Tim Allen's book? No. Um, that was the first time I discovered that toilets in prison are apparently like just in the center of the room, and he spends a good deal of time talking about <laughs> how awkward that is. Uh, oh, geez, and I'm sure. It made me really not want to go to prison. I'll tell you that. <laughs> like, 
There are many other reasons, but that is a solid. Nope, that's the main one, actually. I think well, that's it's a solid number two. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I'll give you the first dad joke of the day. That's, uh, maybe you could do stand-up comedy. Yeah, I mean, you've got it. Um, okay, so I just, I just repeat what I've heard other people say. So I would get called out all the time. you like, yeah, that was like you know, Seth Rogen or something. The solid number two. So you've had a conversation about toilets in the middle of prison before? Well, no, no, not that. That's, uh, <laughs> that is new on the radar. Like, but man, I can't wait to use this line in 15 years right. when somebody's talking about a toilet in the middle of a prison. I'm going to say it's a solid number two. <laughs> <laughs> so let's start with who you are and what you do again. Yeah. So Cameron Ratcliffe, mm-hmm. Cam for short. Um, so I'm actually in the insurance world. Oh, cool. Yeah. I did not know that actually. Yeah. Like so, um, home insurance, car insurance, yeah, home, auto insurance. life business. Um, but being in that world kind of allowed me to do some other things I'm passionate about. And it's just, uh, working really close with the community of Siloam. We work close with the chamber. Uh, Kiwanis started a show called get to know Siloam, which is how which, I kind of met you i guess yeah, I yeah. Met, like, so that's only been a couple weeks ago but dogwood yeah. festival so that right? kind of started the emceeing of the dogwood where i met you um yeah so i say that you know my job is is insurance but i don't do that half as much as i do all the other stuff in the community it pays for you to do the things you really love yeah. but i mean it's it's cool you know all that stuff kind of gives me some face time some recognition to you know where people just know me through the community and right i really don't have to go out and be all salesy cameron so right well the, i mean like the reason why i thought it would be cool to have you on was because i knew like i knew that you did this sh- the show for Siloam, right yeah, yeah. but we were sitting and having uh coffee and some of us were having coffee before the dogwood festival yeah. right and like just kind of talking about like podcast ideas and you know just different stuff and the thing that struck me was like um, I saw a lot of similarities to myself probably and like, okay, we have this thing that we do, right. Yeah. That like pays the bills. It gets us through the day or whatever, but like exactly. there's this drive to like, do, I don't know if it's create for you from, yeah, create, but like also I kind of like want to present as like not present. I like having an audience, right? Like, yeah, right. Yeah. Like, you just like, like getting show a yourself in the world and like, kind of yeah. like putting something out there and having people receive it. Right. And so I saw that and I thought it was cool. I think a lot of people like they think about doing it, but then the hurdle of actually getting there. I feel like that's kind of just like 90% of life. Yeah. You know, life ideas. It's just like, Hey, I have this idea, but it's, it's gone the next day, you know? So that's one thing that I always try to at least like jot down or, you know, try to do something with when I have an idea. I want to just, Hey, let's just see where it goes. You yeah. Know? But how do you get from, cause I mean, you could have an idea too that you jot down and just sits there for years, right? Yeah. Like standard comedy has been on my list for years. I've literally never <laughs> tried to do it in a public forum. Like we talked about that a little bit earlier, right? Yeah, like, yeah. um, it's just on the list and like getting from, here to whatever the there is just seems to have a giant wall in between the two things and so i'm always fascinated at the moment that somebody's like yeah i'm still climbing over that wall and i'm just going to do this thing on the other side like what pushes because i'm sure you've had other ideas that haven't come to fruition right like um 
<clears throat> so with, and with the meat siloam thing, what caused that to actually become a reality for you? So that I think it was a little easier to get started just because it came from a place, um, really in my heart of, of wanting to help people. So right around this time last year, we were in the full swing of COVID, right? Yeah. And kind of selfishly, um, I saw a lot of these restaurants that I really loved yeah. struggling. I just didn't want them to go away because I, you know, I just <laughs> loved it. <laughs> but, um, you know, I Most just thought... Most bought gift cards. You yeah. started a television <laughs> show. Very, two very different right? approaches to this solve. Right. But, um, you know, I had this idea of, you know, what if we, what if I found a way to connect the community with not just like the business, but the, the family behind the business. So when we say shop local, you know, who are we really supporting? Right. You know, there's a, a family behind every small business. So I came up with this idea. It was going to be called NWA's um, backup house where I would just go sit down with, um, you know, the family of a restaurant or the owner, um, and just kind of get their story. Yeah. You know, like what, how are you here? And maybe see like a little presentation of one of their signature meals. Right. It's the back of the house part. Sounds like you were just going to get free food. I'm still, that is always a goal. Yeah. Like, were you really helping? Or was it just like, <laughs> uh, yeah, we have the show. So I'm hungry and all these uh, restaurants are closed right now. So, right. <laughs> That's the dirty secret of this show is like, <laughs> I mean, I don't really care what the content is, but it lets me sit down and talk to these cool people or go to their shops. And I'm right. like, yeah, yeah. I just uh, get to hang out at Shire Post Mint and look at them make coins and do we whatever. Should, like, we should have done this at the, um, at my insurance office. You would have really loved that. What is getting. your insurance that's, office? That's, you know, no, I, so I like I never <laughs> I never researched guests before they come on the show because I just wanted to be like a naturally flowing conversation. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I have a tidbit of information. Uh, <laughs> I have an inside source, and so there's something that I know you have that at this point, a I need to make an Amazon purchase of clothing. I think. Okay. Um, maybe some face paint. Not entirely sure. I think I know where we're going uh, with this, but. <laughs> I heard there's a chance that you have a full-size wrestling ring. That is true. Somewhere. Um, yeah, but why so. do you have a wrestling ring? And why isn't that the show, by the way? Right? Why, why are we in, in yeah. there right now? Also, why are we interviewing in a wrestling yes. ring right now? Those are all great questions. Um, Did you want to be a wrestler? So, growing up, my dad was just a huge fanatic. Um, and he would, you know, we'd go to all these shows, and then he kind of got hooked up with some people and they started doing these like smaller circuits, you know, like this couple armories around the Northwest Arkansas. And it made sense to just go buy a ring because as people do, why not? Yeah. You know, it, it paid for itself eventually. And then you just have a wrestling ring. So, um, (laughs) then you do. Yeah. So my brother and I, we, you know, obviously kind of grew up with that passion as well. And then, we got to transition from the trampoline to an actual wrestling ring. Which not a lot of people get to do that in life. No, this is amazing. Also, this makes the show seem less of a surprise. Because <laughs> like, apparently you're just like, yeah, we should, uh, space would be cool. Let's buy a rocket ship and just yeah, go right. to space next week. That's what we do here in Cam's family. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, okay. um, yeah, no, we just bought a wrestling ring because there was a circuit. And it, so did your dad actually promote shows? Well, he, he kind of worked with people who promoted but i mean yeah he would get out there and do the 
um, you know, the flyers and he's kind of the man behind the scenes. He was like, just like the Vince McMahon of, of smaller <laughs> wrestling. I love this so much. There, there, I hope there's video and or photo of you and your brother wrestling. So yeah, wrestling yeah, you can actually um, go to my Instagram or Facebook. We've we've got some some video of we us just kind of throwing each other around. In the show somewhere. Yeah, I found a photo from years ago of me boxing a guy that I was friends with. He's wearing a kilt, and then like another oh. photo later, there's a guy in a gorilla suit. I don't remember that part of the night <laughs> at all. Like. Where did we get a gorilla suit, and how did this happen? But um, I'm really glad that so, like video on phones didn't exist right. in the early 2000s. But there is a picture. This does exist. There are pe- yeah, it, yeah. It's not very far away. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like I'm glad we can't capture all the things that we did growing oh, up. That kind of sounds like the perfect setup for the wrestling. Right. Game. I know we can just transport that yeah. to there. I'm trying sure to get better exercise, somewhere. so I feel like like, and I wanted to do something non-traditional like rock climbing, but now I'm thinking just segue into like it is a great, wrestling instead. Great it's got to be good. I'm just constant cardio back and forth <laughs> in learning how to fall. Okay, so we got super sidetracked. Yes, so, yes. So, but the show I don't think focuses just so, on restaurants, though, right? No. So at at the time, we it was even just hard to get into a restaurant to even do that. Right. So kind of just sidelined the idea. Um, until I got back over into Salem Springs, doing insurance over there, and I started at this kind of weird time in the year, like the end of the year, November, December, where that's when the show started. No, that's kind of when I started with the getting oh, back insurance. into Salem. Gotcha, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. <clears throat> so, you know, not a lot of people are buying houses at that time or just making moves and getting ready for Christmas. So I kind of had some downtime, and I thought, you know, what can I do? And um, just to kind of get myself out there, start meeting and greeting. And I thought, oh, hey, this idea, you know, why don't we just turn this into uh, the restaurant idea into just all small business? Right. Because a big focus on what I do in insurance is um, business insurance. Right. So, you know, like I said earlier, I never want to be salesy, you know, I never wanted to do that. But if I can go out and just meet people in the community and kind of take care of them, well, that kind of shows my you know what I want to do on the insurance side anyway. So I thought, so actually it's just one day and this is kind of where the, you know, we were talking to like, you have to get over that wall of just right. doing something. So I was sitting at my desk and I thought, I'm just going to go downtown. Uh, there's a gazebo in downtown Silent Springs. Very I- iconic. Yeah. It's kind of what you think of when you think Silent. It looks like a gazebo out of Stars Hollow actually. It really so, does. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it is our little hallmark movie or, or hallmark yeah 100 like, actually yeah it looks like a movie set. so um i remember it's raining that day but i thought hey, i'm just gonna go take a just a quick video in front of this gazebo and just tell Silom that get ready you've got some content coming i didn't even know what that was going to look like but i just made myself do it so yeah. it was out there and then i had no choice so what that's posted to you just Facebook, you know, and, and just so you were just like, I'm gonna do a thing, and then dot. Well, dot, and then dot. there's you know like a Silent Springs community page, right? I, I sent it there, so yeah, I just forced myself to like, you're going to make this little idea dream that's come pretty, to reality. I, I, like, that's a good. I guess I've done that before, like writing or something where I'll tell somebody like, oh, I'm writing this 
short story, right? Like, yeah. but like there's some commitment or a movie or whatever, but like there's a commitment to, I will be producing something by X amount of time. Exactly. And yeah. So then you're forced to, but like with the show, because like with this show, there weren't dependent people. Right. So I knew I wanted to do a show and we kind of got to the, like I used to have a co-host, but, um, we got to where we knew what we were doing. But then we did this very methodical, like, okay, we're going to record like five of them. And then <laughs> we'll start announcing that we're going to do it like a couple weeks ahead of time. And right. Like we had yeah. this very, um, like planned approach to how, of course it immediately fell apart, of but course. There, <laughs> of there course. was right. There was this plan leading into it. Um, it's in, wh- what do you think the drawback, if any, that there might've been from saying like, Hey, I'm going to do this thing. And then just like, put it out there with no real idea of like what the next step was going to be. Well, I mean, I don't know if there's just a true drawback except for just not having like a big production value to it. Right. You know, I think it was, um, very organic and we got a lot of, we got to see a lot of people's hearts just from, you know, there, of course everyone asks, Hey, what are we going to be talking about? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, people do that to me. I think you did that. You were yeah. like, what are the questions? I'm like, I don't know. Like, whatever yeah. we talk about is what we'll talk about. It happens all the time. Yeah. But I mean, that's natural. You know, you yeah. want to know what you're getting into. But the beauty of that was, yeah, we got to see a lot of people's hearts. And I always end the show with, um, hey, we know what you and the store or whatever means to the community of Siloam. But what does the community mean to you? Right. And now that we've had some content out, people kind of expect that. But right. early on, it was just, we saw some tears and some people getting really choked up, you know, just kind of hit them out of nowhere. Yeah. And that was just a, a beautiful part about this idea just coming together. So, and you know, it's kind of funny, like I made one phone call and the guy was on board. It was Don with Fertilities downtown Siloam. It's a pizzeria. He's like, yeah, I'm on board. Let's do it. It, it helped when I said this is going to cost you nothing. You know? <laughs> yeah, that gets more people on board. Big, like the, yeah, big help. But yeah. um, once he was on board, everyone else was just like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. So it just took that one person. But then, um, so I kind of like cut that short as well. I was like, I, I called on a Tuesday and I was like, I'm going to start filming next Tuesday. So I only just, had a week. Like, I'm just doing <laughs> this thing. Yeah. yeah. I was just, I just made myself do this. Yeah. Um, but it, I didn't even have like a tripod people, or like right. cameras or, you know, microphones, anything. You I just, I filmed everything from, from my something phone. Like, yeah. Yeah. Which do film decently well. Yeah, they do. I mean, they, yeah. you can get a, and I think that's another thing too. Like you have the stuff to, to make content, right? Like it's, yeah. it's in your pocket. It's desktop, whatever, whatever you're using, like your phone really can do quite a bit. Um, and I think sometimes we use that like, oh, I don't have the right microphones or I don't have the right cameras, like a hurdle and yeah. I would have to spend all this money. But you really, I think you're right and like just start and do the thing. And the other thing that it sounds like your experience and our experience was the same is like people are kind of inclined to say yes. Like very rarely do we get a no on, right? Like exactly, there, there yeah. is this kind of like natural support well, there's, yeah, to there's like this, uh, Okay, tell me a little more about it. And then, you know, I'm like, it's going, I'm just, all I want to do is promote you. Yeah. You know, like I said, it's, yeah, there's it's no gonna, downside. It's going to cost you zero dollars to yeah. do this. And they're like, all right, fine. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. And I mean, we have the same thing where like, 
there, there can be hesitancy about like, well, I don't know like what I would talk about or like what I'm doing there or whatever. And it's like, all, all I want to do is sit down and just ask you about like the thing you yeah. love, which I'm pretty sure you can talk you about. Can talk about everybody forever. can talk about the yeah. thing they love. Like you can talk about your business that, well, hopefully it's a thing you love. Right. Um, yeah. or it might be a thing you hate, but either way, <laughs> you're going to be able to talk about it because it's taking up a lot of your mental capacity. Um, yeah, I think with small business owners too, I mean, there's obviously they're there for a reason. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. And and I think that free form conversation that you're talking about does allow for um, the person to really, whoever they are or whoever the family is to like, to just speak freely. Right. And like, and it allows you to be, be a little vulnerable and yeah, you know, yeah. Let, let some emotions show that you might not even have thought you were going to let out, but you have to create an, an environment that allows for vulnerability, which sometimes like for us, I found, um, sometimes there's just like 10 minutes of talking before you start to really get to the yeah person, yeah, right? Like yeah. there's kind of this artifice, like at the beginning of it. Um, how do you manage the, how do you think you set the groundwork for authenticity in that sense? Right? So, um, you know, our conversations are really only like five to 10 minutes long so smarter move i should so, shorten the show too, yeah, right. Right. okay well, hey, we're thank done. you guys thanks, appreciate thanks. it all right everybody out goodbye cam has changed the format <laughs> of the show after three years of doing it no but um it's and just one itunes review would agree with you <laughs> yeah, by right. the way <laughs> very vocal about it ton of content out there <laughs> no i think um you know it's just it's weird but you can set a tone in a short amount of time you know just by Simply talking to someone and saying, hey, we're not going to deep dive into anything. You know, it's just a it's just a simple conversation between you and I. And we just want to help you connect with the community. You know, so you kind of just show that you know, this, there, there's a passion in what you do. And we want to let the, the community see that. So that kind of. But do you find at least chisels at the wall when like when if people see me press record or if somebody sees a camera in front of them, right? There can be that so kind of like stiffness. I also moment. think there's um so my co-host Aaron Rowe, mutual yeah. friend, you know, we do a an intro right beforehand. And we mess up a ton. So you know, just people kind of people, the room, yeah, whatever. People see yeah. us just like, all right, redo. And you know, it just kind of gets that tension right. you know, out of there a little bit, but yeah, we're not we're not here to be, you know, this huge Today Show production. How big is the crew? So it's or uh, is there a crew? We just now just selfie now sticks. now we have a crew. <laughs> um, we added one person. Oh, <laughs> well, there Mr. you go, Brandon Norell, yeah. who is uh, an amazing um, videographer. You know, he just kind of joined on with wanting to be a part of this, and yeah, you know, kind of help his community and. So it's, yeah, it's um, Aaron, Brandon, and I. That's cool. Like three main crew. Yeah. What what are you, like, so Asylum does not seem enormous. Um, no, no, it's not. When, and we got asked this question too, like, what is, I'm sure you probably have, well, I don't know how often you put out the show. I'm sure there's a decent amount of content in Asylum, it's right? But one what a happens week. when, which is pretty, that's actually a solid amount of content, right? Like yeah. a weekly thing is not small. And five minutes of video is a l 
generally a lot of shooting. So it, it usually minutes. takes about two hours to do right. to do the so, five, five, ten minutes. Um, just set up. We do a lot of B-roll where we're just silly. Just random stuff. Yeah. I want to do this show. Um, so <laughs> I can do random goofy things. Um, so I, d- I do want to open it up to Northwest Arkansas eventually. Well, that's what I was going to ask. Like, does it spread past Salem Springs yeah, or yeah. is it like very specifically Salem Springs? Of course. Springs? I mean, I want to see it. The title makes it feel like it's going to be one. Yeah, it would just be, for, you know, get to know NWA. Gotcha. You know, or if I just went to a town, get to know Fayetteville. Right. Know? And then maybe open it up to, to Northwest Arkansas. I don't want to limit this at all. I mean, like I said, it was just an idea that came to life and I'm like grow wherever you need to grow so like when you think about that like is there because i'm always curious like how people kind of like plan or if they plan or if it just naturally happens right like i'm a little more of a planner of like okay what am i doing next here and yeah. um, whatever like from a theme standpoint is it do you think it's northwest arkansas or is it like get to know main street like and then it could technically be like a national show, right? And it's just these like main because Salem Springs has like one of the best main streets. It really does. It's this weird hidden gem of just awesome. Yeah. Every yeah. time I go, I'm just like, why gorgeous, don't I live here? Like <laughs> awesome restaurants, breweries. You know, it's just and I think kind of just a, hidden yeah. from Northwest Arkansas away. You know, it, it just kind of just sits on its, its not own that far away, and it seems like nobody knows it's there. Yeah. You know, kind of want to keep me. it that way, but. You know, just selfishly. Yeah, that's <laughs> probably fair. Parking's never bad. And so, well, that's not true. Yeah. The festivals parking gets terrible. Yeah. And there's cool festivals there. It's not just Dogwood. There's like yeah, we have the Heritage uh, Festival coming up. Um, Aaron yeah. and I did Homegrown a couple yeah, of years yeah. ago, which was a cool festival. It's just a very like organic little small town. You know, that's that's growing, but it's doing a great job of keeping its identity. I think the the weird thing to me is like Salem Springs downtown feels like this kind of fairy tale bubble in the because yeah. like I call it my Hallmark S- little town. Siloam is bigger than Main Street, but when I think of Siloam now, I think of that like just that area, right? Like where the library is and the gazebo mm. and this like it's just this very like yeah, it's a Hallmark movie and it's just yeah. probably one of the better downtown revitalization projects i've seen right like benville has a really great downtown but it feels very springdale's kind of coming back springdale's yeah. trying rogers I think, like, did a great job yeah um it was always been there <laughs> but well um yeah okay there's <laughs> Salem does something a little bit different right with rogers maybe kind of being the second closest to that like what it's... makes main street and Salem work i think it's still just very family friendly with a grown-up undertone so you've got you know like your your little ice cream shop downtown you know like who still has that i mean bentonville does technically have a five and dime museum that gives away ice cream on saturdays so that's well there there really is a difference maybe bentonville has it must be this tall to ride sign right before you go (laughs) (laughs) but bentonville does seem like it is skewed more adult now that i think about it right like the restaurants are a little bit like higher end the and i think it's definitely serving that like mid-30s has the you know um it's now roost needs to be 28 springs or roost at 28 springs which is you know one of your finer dining little experience and nice little bar area um you have the creekside tap room which is just really which cool which is super cool yeah i've got the little um you can play the cornhole out front or is there still a cigar shop next to there there is yeah 
man. Yeah, Ash and Amber. Um, then there's a, just a brewery down the down the road, but it still just holds that wholesome family atmosphere. It uh, it somehow just grabbed mm-hmm. this like thread of magic and just wove it through yeah. this street that it like it really blows my mind because there's not a lot of other main streets that capture this little. I don't know how. Like, like I don't know what it is. Um, I'm hoping to crack if, this if code you have so seen, we can just go revitalize main streets across America. We're right. like, we brought this magic thread <laughs> with us and we'll fix your main street. So um, there's the, the show WandaVision. Yes, you know, which is so amazing. She kind of created this world where... I don't know. Do you really want to tie Salem Springs to the WandaVision well, world? Because there's that one that episode. It's kind of very stepper wives. True. <laughs> but it, it kind of holds that like... Salem Springs is a like stepper It's almost a little or... bubble. It, we will not go there. But. <laughs> um, so, like, what's so growing the show, and and that could be Northwest Arkansas, it could be Main Streets. Like, um, but in talking to you, have other other ideas for things to do, right? Yeah. So, yeah. what does it branch off of what you're doing with Siloam or do you have like just totally independent things that you kind of want to try as well? You know what? I've bring back I'm, some I'm, circuits. Yeah, right. No. <laughs> say bring back circuit city. Re- no, not that bring, bring back wrestling circuits. <laughs> oh, wrestling circuits. <laughs> now that would be very cool. Uh, but, yeah. um, you know, I mean, there's, you know, things like this, like podcasts. Um, there are, you could create even a business out of this. Just, being able to, you know, say, "Hey, I have this company who just wants to show themselves weekly." Yeah, you know, um, there's there's a lot of branches that you could go down. I'm having a great time. This is just our second. We just filmed our second quarter of filming, so we did twelve the first quarter, twelve this quarter. I've already got the third quarter almost filled, and then the fourth quarter wow, about halfway. Really, like. So it's it's growing. I mean, it's. I said I, I don't want to. You're a better limit. planner than I am. If you've got it, almost a year worth honestly, of content done already, it's it's we've got to the point where people are reaching out to me. Yeah, so which is super helpful. That's kind of in anything. It's really the goal. You know, if I don't have to put a ton of time into saying, "Hey, I want to sell you on this idea," um, yeah, I mean that's kind of where we're at now. So. I don't know. I'm excited to see where it goes. I mean, I don't, I don't want to, like I said, limit it. Yeah. Limit it to You're anything. Just kind of but going with what it is right now. Yeah. Yeah. So there is a, a planning of, you know, Hey, the, we only have so much time right. to be able to film because you know, we're, we have big boy and big girl jobs <laughs> and as well. Things you actually have to do. So, yeah. That you know, we have <laughs> bills to pay. So, but yeah, so there's a little bit of planning, but, um, when I guess I do, I try to limit my content of say I'm, I do a gym, you know, I don't want to do the a gym in the same, another gym in the same quarter. quarter. Right. And I don't really even want to be in the same capacity as, um, as another business. So I, I, I want to keep it as true to, Hey, get to know Siloam. Like it's not just get to know downtown Siloam or get to know, right, do the whole thing. Yeah. Just kind of do a little bit of everything. You know, it's, there's a lot of great people and awesome professionals in this town that, like I did a, we did the Mana Center, which is a little nonprofit. And we've done um, restaurants. Uh, we, let's see, I was trying to think of any 
we did a craft store. You know, craft just, store? Yeah, just a little... Like craft supplies or like art store kind yeah, of thing? Like or... a mini um, Hobby Lobby. Gotcha. So I just really just want to focus on showing a just little whatever. bit of everyone. Yeah. You know, so in a way, there is a little bit of planning just not to say, hey, you know, we're doing all restaurants. Like three Italian restaurants yeah, in a row or exactly. something. Which might be a good comparison thing. So like... Con- so good cr- free food. <laughs> <laughs> I think like when when people start creating the content is the first hurdle, right? Like, okay, I've just got to make this thing. What ends up seeming to be true is like making the thing is not the hard part. Getting people in front of the thing, whether it's like you make jewelry or you make art Mm -hmm. or you make a show, like getting people's eyeballs on it is the incredible uphill battle, right? Like, and there's no rule book for it. How do you guys go about like, we just can't be afraid to fail. Like, you know, I think that's probably the biggest hurdle in our mind of when we have an idea. It's like, what if it doesn't work out? Well, what if it doesn't work out? Right. On to the next. At least you tried it. Yeah. You know, you're still in the same boat that you were before. (laughs) It's no worse off. You actually, you're in a better spot. You learned a little bit. That's, you know, that's something that um, I think was instilled in me just through growing up in sports. You know, it's, you kind of, learn hey i'm not very good at hitting a ball but you do it enough you know you, you fell, get slightly better you fell enough times you, you actually get i learned i'll never get better and i just quit <laughs> that was really the uh well, well then there's that too you, you, <laughs> you knew how to just okay this was not the place you i was supposed to go limitation in yourself yeah. um no like i think do it afraid is something we say all the time right like even though you like we'll if, you're, phrase, yes. if you're not if you're not in danger of failing or if you haven't failed, you're not really doing something new, right? Like, yeah, it's kind of boring, right? Yeah. Um, I don't want to live life like that. But I, th- I think for, so our, like what I was trying to get to from that is like, how do you, how do you add but, to your audience, right? Like, how yeah. are you getting in front of more? And Dogwood Festival was obviously like a piece of that. Like, hey, we're going to like put ourselves out there yes. and do this other thing. Um, cause I don't know if you guys are professional MCs or not, but we are, de- <laughs> well, if you were there, you would have seen that we are definitely not. I was there. I homeless, was there. Am I right? So <laughs> I, I came that one day and then, uh, didn't come back for the other shows, but you know, yeah. it's cool. It's a, it's a great sign. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I think if you have a good enough content that doors will open, you've just, it's kind so of you're like just letting it grow organically. Like yeah. you're not really trying to do. Well, you know, um, partnering with the chamber was, was a big thing for us. So you kind of have to recognize where, you know, I have this idea. What else does it pair up with? Mm. You know, so being a part of the chamber of commerce. Maybe like the it, secret sauce I'm missing. Yeah. I need to pair up with the you know, there's, chamber. Especially if you have something just good, organic going, people will gravitate towards that. Yeah. You know, and it's, a lot of people are afraid to ask. So just being like, Hey, I've got this content. So per- we would pair perfectly. Right. You know, all you can do is ask. All they can do is say no. So you didn't do any like, Oh, Instagram post on this way. It tend to get more followers and Facebook. No, like you're just no, putting it, it out there. And you're like, whatever happens, happens kind of no, thing. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't going to promote like spending however many hundreds of dollars to throw it out in a certain Which, radius I'm, and Facebook. I'm not a fan of doing <laughs> that, by the way. But I, I, I do think like, but, you know, if I ask a question and people are commenting on it, 
you get a little more traction and a little more visibility to it, right? Like, as opposed to just posting a static photo or whatever, like, did you do that kind of research and thought into it? Or did I did you zero, zero research. <laughs> zero. I love how, like, by the seat of the pants you are, you're just like, well, I'm just doing this thing. I don't know. It'll work. Maybe, I yeah, guess. So, so it, like I said, this is an idea that came from the heart. I knew it was going to help people. And then I kind of just said, hey, if you want this, you want more people to see this, share it, you know? You do the legwork as well. Yeah. So, so that's and one of our biggest visibility shows is where we did a church and then all like the congregation just started sharing it and that kind of yeah, grew and grew and grew. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like, Hey, I'm, I'm helping you help yourself. It's this. It, it, like, I do it such a different like. <laughs> There's no wrong way. No, there, and I think that's true, and I think that's actually a good statement of like because, you know, you'll have like a newspaper reach out to you or whatever, but then you know I spend a decent amount of time like how do I get this interview or this article or this thing because when that happens with Fayetteville Flyer or whatever, like you suddenly boost a bunch of downloads or whatever yeah. the thing might be. So you're always kind of or I am always kind of trying to like find that next audience path because like one i think something that somebody told me that we should always or i try to always bear in mind is like there is an insane amount of, amount of content out there and the fact that like more than three people are choosing <laughs> to listen to the thing you're right. putting out there or watch the thing you're putting out there like you should constantly just be grateful and like for that yes i mean because gratitude is one of the best things you can have in life yeah i So I'm not like, I'm not downplaying that because I am grateful, right? For like, for the audience that, that we have, and I'm sure you're grateful for the audience you have, but like you, you do want to grow it. Right. And of course, and try to like, because it, to your point, like it's valuable to the community. What you think you're doing is valuable to people. And so it's like, how do I get this in front of more people? Cause that's going to drive more people to that restaurant or that's going to get more people to support local craftsmen or artisans or whatever right and like like i think there's a real value here um i just find it like it's it's just interesting to me that you're like you're just going with this flow and this thing <laughs> is just working and i'm like but i'm really trying over here and i don't understand what's happening um the so i i just i never put a lot on it so if it fails it fails you know, and then it's like on to You're the like, next. What's his face from Office Space? That's what I've decided. Like, I don't know. I'm just here, Bob. I'm like, <laughs> little, what's, what's the main guy from Office Space? Jim. Is it Jim? The Jack Reacher, Jim. Yeah. No, not the Office. Or, or like um, um, Office Space, where they like oh Office the, Space. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, I thought you were saying thirty-seven office. pieces of flair. Yeah, um, where it's just that I like yeah, I can't remember his name, but this is like yeah, I don't know, like it's just happening. Um, <laughs> I had a quote. I'm just not going to use it, but okay. Well, I can't quote anything. <laughs> I can literally quote like some things from Princess Bride, and then I'm pretty much done. What What's your like home run downtime? Like I feel like. Um, creative people are people that are producing content in any kind of way, whether it's like an actual craft or a show or whatever, mm -hmm. like tend to use like other things as inspiration for what they're doing or like outlet. Like what do you do in your downtime when you're not doing the show? You're not selling insurance. Like what's, what's your just like, I'm a person who is just, I can never sit still. Right. So 
um, you know, just being active, um, working out, playing sports, um, love riding my bike, or I recently got into uh, archery. I knew it was going to be, I, I thought it was going to be fencing. I really wanted you to say <laughs> fencing, but archery is also cool. love putting in some, um, like a, a film score and just going out and, and shooting at targets. You're imagining Braveheart the whole time. You're like, oh, yes. <laughs> right? the only guy doing somersaults before taking a shot. Like, <laughs> it's, um, but as far as like, you know, what, what my mind does, like to, it's just always creative. I don't know. I'm just always like, just like running in the background and doing this physical activity. Like the other thing is yeah. just like mulling stuff over. That's, um, I really want to talk about archery more. I used to like, so I'm not good at all. Like I just recently just got it into up. it. Yeah. Just, I just thought, man, what a, what a cool outlet that is. That is we had a guy on a couple weeks ago who I've known for, he actually used to do audio for the show. Right. Oh, but he's like a, like a, um, brand designer. Now I can't think of the actual term, <laughs> but like he helps come up with like, not only your logo, but just like, messaging and packaging and like color palette and like he's oh, very cool. really yeah. really good at what he does but we got around to like what he was doing in his downtime in covid and his answer was chopping wood like literally just for fun chopping wood which based on the notebook is probably good for your physique but to stay in shape yeah like Get he was to just like this feel like a man <laughs> yeah well and i think just that like like i don't know if it was covid or what but this kind of like drive people have to like I've got to do something, yeah. right? Like I've got to move and like be interactive. Um, and it's interesting the thing that people have, the things that people have come up with. Like it seems like at the start of COVID, it was baking. Like everybody's baking. Like we were just getting fatter and yeah, fatter and fatter. It's like, and all of a sudden everybody looks down like, well, now I'm going to start laying a railroad. And it's like, why, why are you doing that? Like where, where did that come from? So it was probably because of there was a lot of baking, but there was also a lot of drinking. Mm. So people just had these creative ideas. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about the fact that archery came out of a drinking binge one day. <laughs> it's like, what are you going to do for your downtime to get physically fit? I think I'm going to start shooting things with sticks with pointy ends. <laughs> hey, I am um, half Cherokee, so maybe that's where it comes uh, from. Oh, okay, fair, fair. Yeah. I supposedly have Cherokee, but I've also like found as I get older that everybody supposedly thinks they do. And yeah, then the reality is actually a lot. a lot thinner on. Are you from here originally? I am actually. I grew up in Silent Springs. Okay, but then you moved so, away for a little while, and yeah, I moved. So I went to um, Arkansas Tech, okay, in Russellville. Yep, played in a little football down there. Um, lived in Joplin for a bit. Came back here to Northwest Arkansas. I actually lived here in Fayetteville for geez, ten years or so. Oh wow! And lived in Springdale for the remainder of the time. But yeah, um, mostly around around Northwest Arkansas. Yeah, so this area is hard to get away from. Like it ultimately, is. like it's this weird pocket. It's of... just you know the people are amazing here, and ultimately, I think that's what brings me back is the people. Kind of go around. There's not always just great people. I have more friends than I do. I'm like, well, I don't know. Like I really like the outdoors, and I like nice restaurants, well, and it has both. <laughs> so that is an amazing. You know, we do. Or we are very blessed to have just all this stuff around. Yeah. You know the Greenway. I mean, that's which is awesome. Amazing. I don't do it nearly enough does that go out to siloam it goes bella vista to south bay okay. yeah yeah i was like i know that run but like are you getting on from Siloam Springs? because no. i didn't know it went out that far it's it's supposed to go into missouri at some point i think oh that's awesome I think it should yeah. go pretty far um but the people here are i think one thing i like is like probably at least 50 percent of the population is not from here 
So there's always like something new coming in as well. There's, it's just a very welcoming area, you know, and I think that's the beauty of it. So you go to some places and people just are not welcoming at all, you know. And I think people just gravitate towards that, even if they're visiting. Like, oh, you're you're nice to me. You just passed me on the street. Like, why? You know, why did you why did you say hello? <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> you know? Maybe this is just a magical asylum downtown. It's, I like th- that's one thing I think like with COVID's in a weird spot right now, right? Like not really, it's like you feel like it's safe to go do stuff and just like be out and do whatever. Um, But then like a decent chunk of the population is still kind of sitting back. But like, I just miss that casual, like random, like farmer's market interaction. Like that's what was so good. Dogwood's probably the first thing I've done. That was insane. Um, I'm going to hurt it one time. There was like, 20,000 people down there. I, not a con- confirmed number, but yeah, I mean, it sure felt like it. Yeah. You know, it, it felt like normal. It was, it was just good to walk around live and music. Like ran- yeah. And yeah. just randomly run into people. Barbecue. Or just, <laughs> yes. The people fair food is always great too. Yes. I don't know, that's, but yeah, it just like it, like you realize how much you miss that. Like, just organic yeah. interaction. Not you know? a big, big crowd guy normally, but that was just like, yeah, kind the of a shot American. in the arm. Like, and then seeing just people smiling, like yeah. that many people with smiles on their face. Yeah. Or dancing to live music. And it's like, oh yeah, this is how it used to be. Do you think that there'll be like a, like a lesson learned or an appreciation carried out of the isolation that COVID I think brought? There already has been like, you know, there's a lot of lessons and I think just even, you know, we were, we were in this weird spot, but even having families together like around for dinner, yeah, you know, kind of forced, but you know, having that time or watching movies together, you know, that was something that in anything we can always find the beauty in something, yeah, right? Yeah. You know, if we look for it, yeah, I think a lot of life is just, you're going to get what you look for. My aunt and I call it making rainbows. Like, Aww. just as How sweet as that. Now it sounds like I'm five years old, but like, no, but really, <laughs> no, that's like, true. You know, anytime, like, it's really like, it, I think you can train it. I do think you can train, yeah. like, hey, this bad thing happened, but it could have been worse, or like this other good thing came out of it, right? And exactly. if you like navigate with that kind of like viewpoint, things never seem. I that used to bad. have a coach who would say, listen, nothing is ever as good as it seems. But nothing is ever as bad as it seems. Seems more middle so, of the road on yeah. the viewpoint than we're. <laughs> but but I'm mean, well, I think that's like, true though, right? Well, it's just I think the point that you get out of that is you know when things are really good, you know, don't expect them to just stay there forever. If it if it takes a turn, it's okay. We can get back to good again, right? Right. Or if you know, there's times in our lives when things get bad. Well, you're not going to be there forever, so you know just. Keep on going. Yeah. Push through. I was talking with somebody about that the other day of like, you can't, you can't just live for like mountain peak to mountain peak. Right. Because yeah. like there are valleys in between. There's flat ground in between. And like, you just find yourself kind of waiting for the next big thing to happen. And like how much of life just like blows by in that moment. Right. Exactly. And so yeah. finding Dang. like those daily moments of, joy right like the, the this sounds dumb but i was driving and i had a decent drive and like 
I was listening to music and the start of the song just had like a weird little riffy sound at the beginning. <laughs> and I literally just like restarted, restarted, just restarted, like probably enjoyed it a dozen times. Just listening to the sound that was just kind of bizarre and like just really listening to this thing in this moment gave me this bizarre kind of like happiness out of it. Well, right? think like, about like uh, just kind of going back to being creative. Yeah. Like think of the artist knew like you just love that one little piece that they created. Yeah. Like, and that's kind of just a really cool thing about creating things. It's like somebody out there is going to get you or get what you're trying to convey. Yeah, decision or, you made. That's a good point. I hadn't thought about that. Like, even if it's just that one guy in his car with a good drive, <laughs> you know, it's like, like I can't even tell you which song it was, <laughs> but just the sound that was happening over. But, but I think like being able to find like, um, you know, there was a couple of years ago driving on, I live on crossover and driving down crossover. There's just this like side of a hill that just wildflowers just all of a sudden like went boom nuts. Right. And it looked absolutely stunning, gorgeous. And I think like, I guess the mentality is more like, and sounds dumb, but like just stopping and paying attention to the fact that that smelling the roses. Really, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Like this really beautiful thing is just like occurring right here, right now in this moment. And if you can, I think like scope in more to like the daily thing, right? Like yeah, I you're think a have lot of more times, consistent, like, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think a lot of times in life we don't live in the present, right? You know, we like you said, you're a planner. So I'm sure there's a lot of times where you're like living in the future, but it hasn't happened. It's not even guaranteed to happen. Or there's a lot of people who are like anxious, depressed because they're living so far in the past. Yeah. But that's already happened. You can't change it. Yeah. So it's like a lot of times in life, you just have to just live for right now and appreciate like, like you and I sitting around this, yeah. this table <laughs> having this like Talking awesome conversation. Stuff. Yeah. Well, and that's yeah. what COVID I think like, because you know, you did like, I had planned trips and planned things I was going to do and you know, like, things are going to work a certain way. And all of a sudden something totally out of your control literally just wipes the board. Right. Yeah. And you're just all of a sudden like, okay, well, uh, now what am I going to do <laughs> new, you know? And I was the guy who was like every day I had something going on. Right. Yeah. And all of a sudden it just, it just stopped. And like now I have free time kind of and forced I, to just relax a bit or just, yeah, it took a while like, to get to the relax yeah. a bit, but I was, I was forced to, or stop, maybe rest. you know, and then it was like, well, what do I like? Am I upset about this? Am I depressed <laughs> about this? Is this an opportunity for something? And of course, immediately it was like, well, I'm going to design a COVID t-shirt and sell it. And I'm going to like learn how to do graphic design, right? Like I yeah. started filling it, but then it became this kind of like, I'm just going to stop. Like, I'm just going to. And that's incredibly important sometimes, you know, just lay down and listen to music with the lights off and yeah. like let it blast and just listen to this album because i haven't done that since i was 14 right and like isn't that awesome though just to have that time to just yeah you really do need to do that if you yeah. haven't done it but I, I came out of covid with like i'm not gonna worry so no. much about because even now like i have some trips planned there's You're no still, like, guarantee your breath. those yeah. things are gonna happen right and um i think learning to like recalibrate a little bit and just say like obviously you have to plan some right like you can't just decide well, tomorrow sure. you're gonna yeah. do whatever but it's no big deal if that doesn't come through and like what yeah. i really need to do is like focus on enjoying today and not waiting for like you know 
the big trip to Red Rocks and like, yeah, because Which, I got a message that that might not happen. And I was just like, mm, all right, living today, making rainbows. Um, we'll just turn the whole thing into a camping trip and not go to the shows at Red Rocks. But you know, there's a lot to be said about, you know, those big things and being able to let that go. That's, I know there are so many people who still like hold on to so much anger about not being able to do things. Yeah. You know, but, create things yeah. create things to do what are the There's, other things you can do and i think uh, something really cool that came out of this is people got to rediscover northwest arkansas mm-hmm. you know we have a ton of people that come here and you're like why why would you want to come here mountain but, bike trails yeah i mean there, we have so much cool stuff around yeah you know, the, the nature stuff we have a well now we're kind of seeing some entertainment stuff come back so just being able to rediscover this beautiful gem of an area that we take for granted yeah there's definitely an initial like because you were forced not to engage with it for a while you're gonna have this immediate like oh yeah. shows at the amp i'm gonna go to all <laughs> exactly. of them because for a while you were like ah, i'll go to the next one like i don't know if this one's gonna but there may be and maybe that's the thing right it's like take advantage of like, the moment it. now because you don't know if tomorrow is going to play out the way you thought it was going to right so like yeah. if, if you're i think that's one thing like i definitely would sometimes tell myself like well i can address this issue later right whatever the thing is or i can i can do mm-hmm. that thing another time and um i mean there's a potential danger there i guess right like you could overpack today trying to say yes True. to everything yeah. so you have to balance that but i think you don't want to say i'll get there like i'll go visit my family next weekend or next month because COVID might month. happen and yeah. then right like in and so um i'll have to think about that more like how you balance those things i mean you you obviously want to prioritize whatever's most what's, fun yes or has the most free food that's yes. that's probably my that's gonna be my new metric <laughs> does yours have free food i'll be there first <laughs> But yeah, I mean, you prioritize, you know, like what you, what you're passionate about. Of course, family is always going to be at the top. So, right. you know, go do that. Yeah. You know, go visit your grandma. Yeah. You know, those are, you're never going to have a bad time doing, doing things like that. You've so. never had a bad time visiting your grandma? Never. Never? Never. Yeah, I never have either. I was just going to see if I could <laughs> say something. <laughs> All right, Not Cam, blackmail for you. <laughs> yeah, right. Hello, Grandma Cam. I don't know her actual name. I assume it's not Cam, but... uh <laughs> What is it? Nadine. Nadine. I like that. Um, Okay. So believe it or not, it's actually been an hour. Oh, wow. Yeah. It goes fast. Um, But I'm going to start a sentence and you finish it with whatever comes to mind. Got it. There's only wrong answers. There are no wrong answers. Okay. I wish I could. And that's the start of the sentence. I wish I could. Yeah. Okay. Um, I wish I could be a National Geographic photographer. That would be very awesome. Specific. I uh, recently met a guy who is a National Geographic photographer. Oh, wow. Well, was at one point. Like now, he photographs other stuff. But like, do you do photography? Nope. <laughs> okay uh well in your world this will work because you're right? like i'm just gonna take some photos and send to national geographic and be like more content coming soon and they'll sign me <laughs> so that or like anthony bourdain I, 
I really just want to figure out a way where I could just travel the world and have other people pay for it. I think that's kind of a... Boy, do I have a fun guest coming up for you. <laughs> I think, like, I'm, I'm seeing a pattern here of, like... I'm seeing myself just trying to find things to do and have other people pay for it. It's like free food, <laughs> free trips, free travel. Yeah. Well, I wanted to, um, there's a, a guy that wrote a book in the 1920s, uh, Royal Road to Romance, and he just travels the globe for two years, like just goes around awesome. the globe, like kind of working his way around. And he wrote for National Geographic. Like that was how he paid his way through basically. Um, and he does all this stuff you can't do anymore, right? Like swim in the pools of Taj Mahal. Oh, wow pee off the top of Mount Matterhorn. Like, I always whatever. wanted to do I that. I guess you could still do that. I guess nobody's stopping you from doing <laughs> that. But um, I just, like, it's, like, the Royal Road to Romance is such a perfect title, right? Because it was, like, this most, like, the most romantic oh, gorgeous. journey and the true meaning of that word. And I really, it made me, when I finished high school, I was like, I'm doing that. Like, I'm going to work yeah. my way. I didn't, uh, thought I was going to be a rock star. That failed. So <laughs> now I do a podcast. Um, but I've always thought, like, Taking it because he's done other stuff like hire an elephant and follow um, Handel's path through like the Himalayas or whatever, right? Like, just this guy's like so much cooler than we will ever be. Cool stuff. Um, he was eventually lost at sea, so maybe we don't follow too far down that path. Still, like, what a way to go! Any one of his books and making it a season of travel TV and oh, just yeah. like you could do a comparative here's what it was, here's what it is today, but also like following his footsteps and like explaining that journey. If I can sell that show, I wouldn't hundred thousand percent would do it. That is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, what a cool thing. Like you've already got the map. We'll just Yeah. You already know what the journey is. And I just pick it up and like try to do it as close as you can. But man, I hate when people ruin the endings. Um me telling you that he died at sea well that would be the ending of the show right i guess so yeah we will try not to die at sea but your main street show could be like a, that could pay for you to travel across the country that is true yeah. it's a um a buddy of mine and i are currently rebuilding a model t or like that's awesome not rebuilding um mechanically making more sound <laughs> a model t so we can do a route 66 across the country oh wow um and then there became, because if you produce content, then everybody's like, are you making a podcast? Are you making a, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, and so, like, we started to have this conversation of, like, do we just, like, film this thing and then do it as, like, a YouTube miniseries? Or do we try to sell it as, like, a mini documentary series or whatever? And it's that same thing of, like, can we get somebody to pay for us to do this trip across the country instead of doing <laughs> you know, it ourselves? I'm glad you actually mentioned that because a lot of times when you when you take the leap, to do something. Yeah. It's way easier to just do other things. Yeah. So, you know, you're doing this and like, it's like that. Why should I do it? Or what if I fell? It's kind of out the window, right? Yeah. You know, I guess what if I fell still a little bit in there, but, well, you, but yeah, but you're not as but, worried about it. No, you probably failed some other stuff and it's like, Oh, that didn't break me into pieces. Exactly. So, like, it's like, so it's not that big. Hey, I'm deal. making this trip. Why not share it with the world? Yeah. You know, yeah, I think that's just a really cool thing about creative people is, you know, we want to share our experiences with, with everyone. And and I think what you said is true. Like that it, once you have that first thing, like the barriers aren't as bad the next time. Right. So the first time you travel overseas is this daunting, huge thing. And then the second time is like, it's like, Oh, I've done this. It's not that bad. And the 30th time is like, yeah, this is just hey, what I there's, do. Right? There's like William over there, yeah. you know, <laughs> sitting on the street. Exactly. And it, like, um, 
Yeah, I think you're right. Like you start to just like when we were talking earlier, like people just say yes, right? Like you start to realize nobody just ever asks. So if I ask, yeah. the likelihood of a yes is actually pretty good. Like, and especially if they know if you've you've done it before. Yeah, like, I definitely build some faith there too. You're the professional at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do it afraid, and it will become less scary. Yeah. Maybe that's the second half of the tagline like after three years on the. Uh, you gotta. Get that tattoo you on your the on the other side of your chest. <laughs> I try to not get like verbiage tattoos ever. That's a, just a general rule. Because one day I'll be like, "No, I'm still scared." Like, I, can we cover that up, please? That would be. Um, yeah, man, it's a I, lotus flower. <laughs> 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 Never tell you tattoos I have. I don't need any descriptions. Um, <laughs> but I do want to thank you for hanging out. I know it was kind of last minute, but uh, no, hey, thank like, you. Meeting Thanks. you and just chatting with you, I was like, this guy would be a lot of fun to like because I just saw like the genesis of something coming together and like how you got from you know point a of i've got an idea to okay now this thing really exists and it's doing well right like people are aware of it you're hosting these shows you're like you know you have a crew now you've done most of (laughs) an entire year of filming and like that's a lot especially in covid that's a lot and i think that like as casual as you've been about kind of how that all came to be, like you're very kind of like, I can't think of the term right now, (laughs) but like just very like, it just kind of came together and happened, but there, like there was a purpose there and a drive there that got you to that point, you know? And I think that's really cool to see. And that was what I wanted to share with people. Very much appreciate that. Just like do it, but do it with purpose. Right. Yeah. And, And, that's how a lot to easier to, to do something when there's when there is purpose and you know when you have your heart behind it you know it's like, yeah and it's not it's probably not as scary as you think right it's really like not you could put that trailer out 20 people watched it somebody in a month is gonna be like hey man whatever happened to the blah 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 and you're like i didn't happen it you fizzled, know like yeah. like it's like what's the downside of that i think sometimes we build up the the possible negative consequences to be way bigger exactly yeah then they're really gonna be are you just gonna just hold on to that one thing like yeah this is it or or bust no that's just one thing you're doing yeah i mean if you think about it 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 sounds kind of negative but most of the time people aren't going to remember it occurred you know like i think it's the exception that it actually like really sticks in somebody's head is whatever especially when you're starting out because the audience isn't that big right like there are no expectations you know so whatever you're doing is like oh that's cool like that thing exists now yeah. my um, mom's still gonna be proud of me of the thing that i did my mom has never <laughs> listened to the show i think she finally did like two and a half years in or something but for a long time people were like i haven't listened to your show and i'm like yeah or my mom or like, my mom that was my letting people off the hook <laughs> i think she feels guilty that i say that but uh like i think that's the other thing too is like whatever you do isn't going to be for everybody and so like when you hear that that negative feedback sometimes of like well you know who cares about asylum springs downtown or whatever like i mean you should care because it's awesome but i'm sure somebody somewhere was like really like yeah that's it that that's what you're doing you know like um but the reality is like there's an audience for almost everything and if you do your thing with passion and authenticity you're gonna find an audience and they're gonna be really really passionate about it in a way that's almost unexpected yeah. or that is unexpected. Right. And that's definitely what we've seen with this. Yeah. yeah. And it, that may be like the, 
that's worth the risk, right? Because the passion that comes back out of that and like the the love and like gratefulness, right? Because people are looking for this thing and they don't even know what that thing is. And like when that comes back, it's like, yeah, that was totally worth me being a little nervous that somebody was going to make fun of me, which is probably the thing you're mostly afraid of, right? Like, <laughs> like I don't want to get picked on. Um, so yeah, I think... I think it's cool what you're doing. And I think like I, I found your story inspirational in like this, just kind of like, yeah, I just did this thing. Right. And in the time, never thought of it as inspirational, but thank you so much. I mean, it is though. Um, so yeah, thanks. And I hope that, uh, you know, the audience listening, like when you're thinking or about what you, that thing you've thought about doing, like just go, just do it, do it. Yeah. Yeah. So I appreciate it, Cam. Well, thank you. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks. thanks. We'll have to hang out sometime. We will definitely do wrestling that. ring. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Look What I Did is produced by Aaron Dotson and Daniel Quinn. Sound designed by Daniel Quinn. Our digital director is Heather Cullen.